The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hardly Kayfabe, your source for pro wrestling talk on the BICBP network. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris Chavez, joined by my partners in crime, as always, Matt Johnson. Hello. And Johnny Townsend. When when I was younger and I would wake up with the, the I'll just say it, morning wood, and I would get up and I would walk to go to the bathroom, uh, one time I accidentally turned and 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 jammed my morning wood into the door and it hurt really bad. That's how I felt while watching hell in the cell. (laughs) (laughs) You're just jumping right in. Uh, Before we get into it though, before we get into it though, I do want to make sure we introduce our guest. We have a guest on the show today. We've been trying to get him on the show for a while. Uh, He and I met back at nickel city con this past year uh, and ended up realizing how much our love of wrestling artwork and Akira kind of line up. And so we thought, we've got to talk. we got to talk more. Uh, he's in a different state, so it makes it a little harder. But we've snagged him, jumped him on the show. And it only took a shit show like Hell in a Cell to get him here. Joe Peacock, welcome to the show. Hey there, how's it going? I am indeed in a different state. I'm in a state of denial. Um, <laughs> I'm in a state of fury. Uh, I don't. I don't know... Since we're jumping right into it, um, I don't know how to reconcile the last two and a half years of my life uh, (laughs) giving WWE another chance. I feel like an ex that just got out of rehab but never went to psychotherapy who solved the one big problem, but it just uncovered all the other ones that she was not handling. And that last night was the explosion, the meltdown, the the utter oh you can't turn away from it ever you can't deny that this this thing is broken and i, I it'll never it, work I, again <laughs> i equate it to like you know you have a friend group right and then one of your friends starts dating this girl and he's really building her up about how awesome she is and how you know how funny and how pretty and all this that she is and then finally after all this build up he brings her with you to the brings her with him to the group and she's a giant dud. Uh, that's that's kind of what they've done with Bray Wyatt. Dude. <laughs> they've built him up to the point where I was already a Bray Wyatt fan, and I still am. Oh. But every time they build this man up, they just – I don't even understand yeah. the dud that they lay with him. There is, there- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you, except that I would alter that slightly. It's not, it's not the date's fault. It's your buddy's fault. For building oh, it the way, oh, yeah. I'm not blaming like, the date. For by the way, you're right. That's I should make that clear. The date, it's not your fault, dear. It is, it is 100 <laughs> your uh, your fella's fault for talking you up so much. Good lord, I'm telling you, man. It's 
You think we would learn. It's like you said, Joe. It's like going back to that girlfriend that cheated on you over and over and over again. And find, and she comes back and she's like, I promise. I promise it's different this time. And so you're like, I've changed. I'll do it. You know what? You, you got yourself a new dress. You, you got a haircut. You look a little different. I think I'll give it a shot. And then the next thing you know, you walk home and she's sleeping with four of your friends at the same time. Um, you know what it's like? It's like voting Republican. <laughs> oh lordy um, that you get it right this time <laughs> <laughs> hoping it's gonna get right this time around uh all right so before we get into the nonsense that was this past weekend uh we normally hit hit a quick spot where we we check into what used to be called the psycho sids we now call it lovingly the cm punks what's going on in the news uh johnny you said you had something joe you said you had something as well and the chances are it's the same thing what do we got uh I'll just put it this way. You know how they're trying to set up a team Hogan versus team Ric Flair. I'm fairly certain judging from this past few days after what Randy Orton said drunkenly on a video game stream, he's team Hogan all the way. Oh, I really didn't hear this then. I did not miss (laughs) it. I I did not. What's what's going on? Yeah, he uh, I'm not going to utter the word he said, but it's uh, a word that Hogan had said. Oh, God. And. Well, yeah, uh, it begins with N and ends with you getting the shit kicked out of you if you ever said it in public. <laughs> Where yeah. was Randy Orton? Yeah. What was he on that he was saying shit like this? He was playing some video game. He was streaming and, at home. Uh, I think it was Call of Duty. Yeah, so I think it probably was Call. He's he's a Call of Duty guy. I can tell by looking at him. You're right. Oh god. Uh, and uh, I, a, a lot of people, and he did. He does kind of sound like he's a little sauced. Uh, and he's, uh, and he just, after he, if you, after, of course it's been deleted, but you can still find it cause it's the internet. Uh, he, uh, after he really, you can tell he realizes what he's done though, because he gets fairly quiet afterwards. <laughs> oh man. He, uh, he, he did a good show up until then. He put over, um, like Sammy Guevara, he put over AEW, he put over a lot of people, and he just seemed real loose, like he was having fun until that <laughs> moment. Like, you know, it. you're at the bar and you know your friend shouldn't be ordering that next round. And you're like, you you want to say, no, 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 no. This is where you're good. Stop here. <laughs> and then you just let him do it anyway. And then, yep, just yeah. like clockwork, in bomb. Yeah, he was at Arn Anderson and then he goes to Ric Flair. Oh, because he God. orders that extra drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, oh, I did not hear about that. And this was last night? This No, it was like a couple nights ago, if I'm thinking right. It was over the weekend, I think. Oh, wow. It was before Hell in a Cell, I know that. How is that locker room treating them right now? I don't know. I don't know. It Honestly, it's, to me, it was it was not as big as I thought it was going to be. Like, it was, I don't I was going to say it because I didn't hear about it. Long. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it was near as huge. Uh so I, I don't know. Maybe Randy Orton's well more liked than Hogan was, I guess. I don't know. Of course, Hogan also kind of said it where it was definitely racist. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that cannot be taken as racist the way that he used it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if if one of the members of the New Day posts something on Twitter, you know something's going on real bad. But I think I think Orton's okay for right now. It it really like died out very quickly. Yeah, I was going to say, because I saw he was doing this thing trying to goad The Rock into a, a WrestleMania uh, match. And so they were interacting online just yesterday, I think it was. So uh, yeah. it, it must not have been enough to, to make them all say to cause any kind of pause and say what's happening there. 
Yeah, that would be my guess too. Huh. But uh, yeah. So is that that's all that that we saw happening on the uh, in the in the background? Huh. Not much going on aside from the travesty of the, the weekend. Uh, pretty much. I don't. <laughs> I can't remember anything else. Well, before we get into it, I want to talk to you guys about because we haven't talked since uh, your thoughts on AEW's debut on TNT. Uh, let's throw it your way, Joe. What are you thinking on, on that? I was 19 years old. I was 16 years old. I was, I was 12. I was, I popped like crazy. I lost my mind when I saw Tony Schiavone oh. open the show. I heard JR's yes. voice and the two of them are talking about Chris Jericho <laughs> in front of an entrance ramp my at God. the start of a show. I lost my mind, dude. And like, I, it's been amazing. The AEW evolution, watching it from like just this goofy be the elite YouTube series, like being a a total NJPW mark. And well, in absence of anything, right? Like there's just, you have ring of honor, you have impact, you have, you know, GCW, if you're a a real wrestling dork Um, and, and you, you watch this stuff and it's great, but it's all so like, minor tier in terms of budget and finance and and ability to wow and all this stuff. Yeah. And so that's why the WWE rekindling of my bad, 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 abusive relationship was (laughs) that's what I get to watch for a regular weekly thing with my buddies. But here we go. I, I, it just, it felt classic, but new. It felt honest. It felt like we promised you an experience and here's that experience we promised you. Nothing, everything felt like surprising, but not out of left field for a swerve bro's sake. You know, like yeah. I, I loved every second of it, every single second of it. Johnny, I think right when it started, you texted me and Matt saying something about you literally had goosebumps on your arms. Yeah. I mean, it, for me, when I was growing up, I was. At first, I didn't even watch WWE. I was WCW all the way. So to see Tony Schiavone again, honestly, made me very happy. Like Same. just hearing, like, and I don't think he's lost a step. Uh, and just him with JR and with Excalibur, to me, that is almost a pitch perfect announced team right there. Yeah, I'm I mean, not- you got such experience, and the newer guy coming in because Excalibur is really good too. So uh, I love that announced team coming in, and then the first match, the Cody match, uh, was really really good. Uh, it's just it just felt great that this was an alternative that felt real. Like it didn't feel like it was going to be a flash in the pan. And I hope it's never going to be, I hope it stays around obviously, but it's just that, you know, we've for the longest time, if you're just going to watch wrestling on TV, there was only one choice. And it's just so nice to have another one that I can just flip to and watch. And the only thing that makes me mad is that, they, I understand what WWE did, and they were smart to do it. They put NXT opposite of it, and I can't watch both at the same time. <laughs> That's the beauty of DVRs, right? We're not going to miss it anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you guys. I grew up with WCW. My earliest, earliest, earliest memories ever of seeing any kind of wrestling on TV is the big shock of whitish blonde hair of Ric Flair and hearing Tony Schiavone uh, call the match. So definitely seeing him. I was in, loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, there were a couple times I got to say throughout the show that you know I thought to myself, "That's an interesting decision to make for your first for, for your first show." But overall, man, I thought they knocked it straight out of the park. And it's exactly what you said. It didn't feel like a flash in the pan. This felt like 
a promotion that, you know, yes, we're seeing the, the actual birth, the genesis, but it still felt like a promotion that's been around for a while. It feels because they they have so much of the classic ingrained in the product they're putting out. Uh, so much so that, thank God, you know I was watching this, hoping to God they were not using any of like the, the same production work, uh, camera, camera work that, that the E does. All these zoom-ins and zoom-outs and just up and down jumping you know, camera work. I can't stand that. And these guys do the old school, you know, you've got your static cam to watch the whole ring and then you got the guys on the side who are focusing on, on the match, not focusing on how fast they can zoom, you know, to make the impact seem more intense, you know, visually. Oh, and how about that bottom turnbuckle cam? Did oh, you notice that? That was pretty sweet, actually. I kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, I felt like the, it was like goaltender cam in NHL, man. It's like you never knew what you were missing until you saw like people taking buckle bombs from the perspective of, <laughs> you know, right? I guess the person who cleans the blood off the buckle. I don't know what that perspective really is, but um, I thought the camera angle was really cool. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, overall, it was just it was that fresh and new experience that the I mean, the WWE just <clears throat> stated that they were going to give us for months and months on end, and you know, it was it, it was nice to have an alternative on television for once. I, I do have to say that the matches were great. Uh, you know, plenty of surprises. It was like uh, it, it really was a rebirth. I think is the, is really the simplest and best way to to describe it, but. But yeah, I mean, I had fun. I had fun watching <clears throat> pro wrestling again, and it's 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 been a very long time. Uh, you know, the the state of pro wrestling, you know, over the last X amount of years has kind of left a bad taste in my mouth as far as how pro wrestling has been. At least, you know, what's front and center as far as the WWE, and and yeah, I I very much welcome AEW to to television. So far, so good, and you know, they had did great in the ratings too. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that you know, goes down the road, but, but overall great opening show. Great opening yeah, show. Wasn't it like uh TNT's like biggest uh, premiere in a long time ratings wise. I think it was five years. Holy yeah. cow. That's, yeah, that's a statement, man. You know something else I like, I, I think that they deserve praise for not wheeling Telly Blanchard and Arn Anderson out for not bringing yep. any of the classic, like big name faces and, and heels they could have and, and have access to, um, you didn't even see DDP, who's been yeah. present at every pay-per-view. They let every single piece of talent on the roster shine for itself. And yeah. that I think was a monster statement. Like and and Tully was in the house. Like yeah. there's there's um I mean, there's footage of him and some of the dark stuff, which I'm looking forward to AEW Dark, the new show oh, that starts tomorrow, yeah, which yeah. is Oh, what's what's that going to be on? I saw that announced, but I couldn't figure out what it was on. Is it YouTube? Here's I can tell it's YouTube. Yeah. Okay. All right. But still, I'm down for that because again, it's it's just oh, yeah, even sure. more. You know what I mean? Uh, and and even the even the dark matches, you know, at least from what we've seen in the pay per views and the talent that I saw that were in the dark matches, you know, you're getting quality that still surpasses most of basically all of uh, WWE's pay per views this year. Two words: Orange Cassidy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's in one of the dark matches, and I think. You know, I got to say, I would have loved to see my guy, uh, you know, on national TV first night. But I understand <laughs> that a brand new person who's like, you know, I haven't seen wrestling in X number of years. Let me check it out. And here's some guy in a yeah. denim jacket and, and pants with his hands in his pockets <laughs> doing 
full on like rope dives and turnbuckle jumps with his hands in his pocket and then doesn't care about it like that. I don't know that people are going to get that one right away. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do genuinely look forward to the, the new folks tuning in and trying to rekindle their love of wrestling when they get a hold of like Darby Allen and um jimmy havoc and orange cassidy and joey janela and, mm-hmm. and you start seeing jungle boy and luchasaurus like yeah when when that when that side of wrestling shows up but everyone takes it just dead serious you know like like it, that's going to be an interesting moment because yeah. i think a whole lot of people are going to go I don't get this or I adore this. There will be no middle ground. Yeah, I feel like we're going to get a lot more adoring than I don't get anymore um, because I feel like what we get in this product is because Cody, the Bucks, these guys understand. They know what we want as fans and even the casual fan. I mean, they were people are talking about wrestling who are casual fans that haven't talked about it in a long time because they've heard of a new promotion, that, you know, this new show, these new wrestling people who are supposed to be uh, you know, contenders with the WWE. It's it's exciting that there's finally a dialogue that takes place outside of, you know, the smart mark community or just your general everyday. And, and I don't know about you guys, but I don't really meet many people who are casual WWE fans. No, no. <laughs> like if you're actually in the arena the night they're filming Raw or SmackDown and some parents brought their kids because they remember Hulk Hogan. Yeah, sure. I, I've run into that. But it's very rare that I meet someone who's watching WWE mm-hmm. and only WWE. Right. It's it's. And I think that that might explain some of the ratings dips on NXT. It might explain some of the ratings like pops and, and stuff like people are genuinely tuning into this other stuff because they want wrestling have been fans of wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't know that WWE's made any brand new fans over the last five years, really on the, on the strength of what, you know, Seth yeah. uh, Roman, you know, I mean, no, Becky is it Becky and Charlotte and Ronda Rousey like that women's division, the strongest, the strongest women's division in all of wrestling without question. Yeah. Stronger than most men's divisions in some of the smaller, smaller promotions. It is fascinating and amazing to look at. And it's the only reason to watch WWE, especially after last night. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, all right. So on Wednesday night dynamite, uh, Johnny, which match overall the entire night, what stood out to you the most? What was your favorite part of the night? Was it the first night, the, the first match, Cody and Sammy? I really liked that one. Cause I'd heard of Sammy, but I wasn't very familiar with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think overall though, honestly, what I loved the most about the whole show was wrestling was a major part of it. Sure. They were storylines involved, but the, but it was obvious that wrestling was at the forefront of it. And I love that we actually got to see people's wrestling records, mm-hmm. like their win loss records that bring it on, please. Thank you. So all these little things is what really stood out to me about the whole show. Uh, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me was, uh, was Hager. Hager. How does he say his last name? I've always called him Swagger. You know, Hager. 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 Yep. Uh, showed up. I literally popped when that happened. Uh, I've missed that guy. I always thought he was awesome. So bring him on. Nice. What did you think, Matt? What did I think? Overall. I really enjoyed the uh, Pac Hangman Page match uh, really well. I know it was supposed to happen like months and months ago, and uh, it, I mean, it delivered. I thought it was pretty cool. I was oh, a little yeah. surprised that Pac made him tap out. Uh, I was a little surprised in that respect, um, but I, I thought it was a great bout. It, it could show off the pure athleticism, essentially, that AEW has to offer. You mm-hmm. know, none of these. 
none of these, I mean, really like big muscle guys who can't really work, you know, I'm not, not as a shoot, but you know, can't, can't go uh, essentially like these guys can. It, it did give an alternative, you know, mainstream look on pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was great. I thought the opening match was great. It was a, the Cody Guevara match to start Guevara match to start. Uh, what a way to kick it off. Super entertaining. I'm like you, Johnny. Uh, I have only seen Guevara in AEW. I haven't seen him in his other work. So for me, I'm new to this guy and seeing his work is amazing. How about jumping from, you know, a straight up jump to the third rope the, to the third turnbuckle? Didn't he jump to the top turn, turnbuckle like straight up? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was like, a box jump. It was <laughs> insane. insane. It was like, I mean, on if that were on YouTube, it'd be viral, and there'd be like, you know, that that rap battle gif that just repeats <laughs> over and over and over again. Um, yeah, as the guy just kind of drifts in front of the camera, like, oh, oh he jumps. shit, yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, I thought it was amazing. What what was the match that stood out to you? To you, Joe? Without question, Rio versus Nyla Rose. I feel like the mere fact that match existed. Oh yeah, was. Is like we're gonna take a 98 pound Japanese wrestler and pair <laughs> her with a um, 300 pound monstrous, um, you know, transgender performer. We're gonna make a statement on national television that this is not the WWE. <laughs> like, like we're, we're we don't know or care what your politics are. We're gonna respect the shit out of wrestling. Yep. And the talent comes first. And here you go. And then to belt Rio, I think was the best choice. I think it was like, you know, I I love the decisions they're making with their champions mm-hmm. in that everyone you think you was gonna get a belt now has to chase. Mm-hmm. I love that. I. I yeah. I really like that. I'm invested doubly now because I can't wait to see when they finally get it right. Um, and then I liked MJF. Like I liked that Brandon Cutler came out in a D and D shirt, and oh, MJF yeah. was all anti D and D, calling back to the internet, <laughs> calling back to the Twitter war, calling it like paying respect to what the fans have been investing all week because they're a part of the storyline yep. in AEW, which is awesome. Um, and then feeding that storyline back to the fans <laughs> so that this week what do we do you know like if they if something happens we'll all pop for it because we know that whatever we're discussing they're going to take and run with on the show this week you know like i I love that 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 was really cool that's just that's just a sign of a, a smart promotion man they understand what the fans want like you said and they interact and they listen to their fans i agree i love mjf dude well mjf has quickly become my absolute favorite heel the kid has got such a talent for saying, you know, just the right things to make you want to slap him in the face. And he's got that face to do it too. You know what I mean? He's quick. He he does not let any balls drop. No. He, like, like he has not been caught on his feet, like flat on his feet once no. on the mic. No. Near as I can tell. He's he's just he's got it. Not he's just good. not just Mike, dude. If you watch his Twitter, somebody will say something and his retweet and response is literally within like a minute. It's it's ridiculous how quick this dude is. He's he's perfect for this. But it just goes to show, like you're saying, AEW, these guys decided we're doing this for the love of the sport. We're doing this for the love of, you know, what we all grew up with. And it's literally their love letter to the fans of true wrestling. You know what I mean? So it's amazing to have to have a promotion that takes the fans seriously so much so that they listen to their fans. I feel like there's another promotion that could learn something from this new startup. That sounds like an intro. (laughs) So... (laughs) Let's get into the abortion that was hell in a cell. 
Oh, let's mention how that term came about because <laughs> when we started texting this <laughs> afternoon, we both literally used the exact same term. Yeah. Uh, like, like apropos of nothing. It, and, and, and I, as I, inelegant and as like just offensive as that term can be, it's yeah. the only one that truly applies. Like, they that was an abortion of a show. It was awful. I was going to mention because we were texting earlier and and uh, as I was taping the fact that we were going to get into it using that word, you you hit send as I hit send, and I had to laugh because it was hilarious. I was like, "Holy crap! We're just it's it's perfect for tonight. It feels like yeah this this was the time you're supposed to join the show." Uh, Johnny, did you watch this live yes, or no? I did watch it live. You did. Well, let me let me paraphrase. <laughs> I watched bits and pieces of it live. I saw the last thing live. Matt, sure. Matt, what about you? Uh, I did not. I did not. Joe? I did. Yeah. Okay. I did not. I decided that I was going to try to catch it today. And then I woke up to messages from Matt and Johnny going, basically, did you see the garbage last night? And that they couldn't believe what happened. And it was the worst. And I was just like, what the hell is this? Is it better that I read it than watch it? And they both responded, Yes. So I I read into what happened, and then I went went back and watched some footage. And good lord, I'm glad I didn't waste my time. I got to tell you, I'm glad you know I didn't waste my time. You know what's worse about this? You know what's the worst part to me is that there was actually a really great match last night. Yeah, uh, a hell in cell, a hell in a cell Three match. Yes, yes, there were some good matches. But that's not what anybody's going to talk about nope. because of how bad they booked the ending of the whole show. <laughs> yep. Well, that's what I was looking at because as I was starting to read it, I was like, you know, and I didn't get to the main event. You know, I just went to Bleacher Report and went down, read, you know, each one as it went. And I'm thinking, man, this doesn't sound too bad. And then, and as I'm reading, I'm just thinking in the back of my mind, like, holy shit, what's coming? Like, what what did they do with the Wyatt match? Uh, and then, yeah, I saw it's because you're right. Some of those other matches sounded like they were phenomenal, so much so that I'll go back and check them out. But this this is just talk about the travesty of travesties. What was the what is the I don't even know. What's the point? What was the point? Well, before we even discuss that match, I and being the guest, I don't want to come in and, and dictate things. Oh right? no, dude, but that's I how we do always feel, do it. Yeah, some of these matches were so good. I don't want them to be tainted as like a asterisk, you know, like Becky and, and Sasha, that was a phenomenal match. That was, I I would say the best women's hell in a cell ever. Um, I would say, you know, it ranks in the top 10, probably in the top five for me, because like, I didn't see half of the stuff coming. The both performers committed so fully and put their bodies on the line and it paid out. It was, it was a really, great match and i hate i i actively loathe vince mcmahon for undoing all of that because i guess the the big the big reveal today i just i saw a couple of things popping up both on uh, youtube and in reddit that it has been confirmed that yes that final match was 100 percent the brainchild of vince McMahon. oh my god let me yeah, ask you something he was laughing he was laughing at the fans chanting at the end Oh yeah. my god! Which I found absolutely amazing. Is he losing I'm it? Throw, I'm going to throw out this what if. What if this whole time we're going to we're going to, we'll find this out years later, just like how WWE was secretly financing ECW. What if they're secretly financing AEW? So they're doing this to turn us to them. <laughs> I can't I'm fine see with that. that. That's cool. I don't think that's. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be really neat if that were true. Um, It'd be interesting for I, sure. I, 
that would be really I, I don't know. Um why sabotage the one when you could make both excellent and then double your money? Um but I mean, this that just is what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, not, it's not how we book things. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this. As of yesterday, and we're we're recording on Monday just for listeners uh to to reference here. So yesterday was Hell in a Cell to us. Uh but as of yesterday, like I think it was ten o'clock in the morning, eleven o'clock in the morning. It was only still four matches booked for Hell in a Cell. Like they threw yeah, all they, these other they, matches in it, that like out of nowhere. What the hell was that about? Like it's almost like they forgot Hell in a Cell was that Sunday. They're like, oh shit, that's right. Today's the show. It yeah, I kind of forget it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to to see the Kabuki Warriors come out of nowhere, which let me go on record, I hate that name. Oh, same. <laughs> so so much. But I love uh, Kyrie Sane and I adore Asuka. Yes. I, I've followed her since Joshi, and it 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 was so cool to see the green mist show up. And that's like the quintessential heel move. Yes. Like you could see their attitudes and their faces. They were a little bit smarmy and you know, a little bit. Eh, and, and you don't really know where Alexis sits at any given moment anyway. And for them to confirm, no, 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 we're, we're the bad foreign people um, <laughs> was, was sort of the, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. WWE showing that they're going to go back in the, in the archives and bring out some classic stuff too. I, okay. I'm waiting I, on the repo, man. Myself. <laughs> a repo man and gobbledygooker for the the tag belts would be uh, oh god you're gonna see that you're gonna see them come up I for the 24 7 belt man oh. oh let's talk about that for a second <laughs> I, I have I it think... on good authority that just real quick i have it on good authority that the uh the guy who was uh, uh jerry lawler's dentist is now a mayor so Maybe we can get him back for a couple things. <laughs> we can kind of work with that. If they host a show in Knoxville. He'll be oh, he do a guest spot, I suppose. And he's a former twenty four seven champion as well. Uh, yeah, and and is held the belt a little longer than Tamina uh, did, I guess. Um, which why why did why did they just drag out Tamina to insert in the middle of that like league of jobbers? Uh, conga train that happens all the time oh, and why no. it was like there were any number of people dana brooke could have held the the title for half a minute you know and she's legitimately good and talented <laughs> like trying her best tamina comes out every time she comes out she looks like she has a booger that just is a little too far <laughs> up in the sinus cavity that's dried and it won't come out you can't blow it out you can't pick it so it's just always up there just barely on the edge of sneezing and you just have to have that look on your face that is basically how women describe dating me so (laughs) as uh, the booger (laughs) yeah i'm the booger (laughs) you can't get out but in regards to helen estelle it was said that there was there were actual good matches there was actually some good stuff there where you where you're just like you know Yes, you guys are, are are good. You guys are doing what you're supposed to do. You know, AEW is, is creating this thing that's that's making you guys work harder at being more creative and entertaining. And then the main event happened. Yeah, I think I want to add this note, and then I'm just gonna. I want to hear someone else who isn't me talk about this damn thing because I've been hearing me talk about this for 24 hours. Um, I I felt like this was almost the the proper cap to the golden week of wrestling we just experienced you know you have (laughs) raw was whatever your opinion on raw i was not a fan personally Uh, same but i had this cool theory that wwe got really smart all of a sudden and said 
three wrestling shows. We're going to make three different demographics wrestling wrestling shows. We're going to have the people who love brawn panty matches and cuckold angles. That's Monday. You you go watch that shit on USA right before you watch Total Bellas or yeah, whatever yeah. crap is on. Wednesdays are the Smarks and all the talent, you know, junkies who just really, really, really want to see high performing craziness. Yep. And then Friday is this new kind of hybrid fan. We're going to treat it seriously, but give me the stars you like. I thought SmackDown was awesome. Yep. I thought it was really, really good. I also watch Impact every Friday. They came out and they did a great show. Wrestling Golden Week. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I sat here and looked at a pay-per-view that just happened to fall on the last day of the week where all this insanity went, and it started out so good. <laughs> it was so It was so good that Randy Orton came out and he wasn't booed for saying the N word. And <laughs> I, 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 that genuinely kind of shocked me that, oh, well, I mean, let's not get past the fact that he's being up yet another brown person. But oh, Randy God. Orton came out and people cheered and it was fine. And the crowd was clearly not there to sabotage shit. Like, yeah. you know, you go to Philly or Chicago or whatever, and oh. every so often you'll run into those crowds that they're just going to chant CM Punk at any opportune moment. They're yeah. going to derail things. AEW chants come out, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Not one. The whole night, everyone's in, everyone's bought in, everybody's there until this is where I go on mute for a minute. Yeah, I got it. So when the week started with Raw, I agree. So the whole new getup, right? Facelift, new season, all this stuff. And you could tell there was there was little glimmers throughout where it was like, okay, there's, you know, you can see Heyman's hand in in the creative. And and then I have to tell you, and I was going to text you, Johnny, this uh, immediately uh, right after seeing the end of Raw. But then that whole garbage happened with La Lashley and Lana. And oh, oh yeah, as Ugh. soon as that, because I know you, Johnny, I know that for you, you're just like, you know, you're you're not a fan of that kind of shit, especially normally because isn't Rusev and, and Lana really together for real? They're legit married. That's They're what I'm saying. Couple. Yeah, they shop at Dollar General, bro. Dude, Have you not seen not the commercial? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just not a fan of get this. Their candy bars. This feels like the old, like, uh, I don't know, man. This felt so cheap. Like, you really feel like we're this stupid that you have to go this route to get us to buy into a character that you're trying to sell to us as a face again? Dude, just have them do Rusev Day. We'll be, we'll buy in again. We're good with that. Like, this was just, to me, it was a bunch of nonsense. So when Raw ended, I was like, fuck. This is, you know, the E just did. They're not ready. They're not ready for what AEW is going to bring, right? AEW came amazing. NXT, awesome. Uh, you know, SmackDown, very good. Again, I really enjoyed SmackDown. Um, that's the thing. I, that's the thing that I, I that makes it so hard for me to understand. And I really, honestly, truly hate always hating on WWE. I hate it. <laughs> I wish that I could be positive about them. I truly, truly do. But when they have something that is has been as good as NXT, and NXT has been good for a long time now, it's it's a constant in them. It's the, constantly the best thing they have overall uh, from a, as a wrestling product, or sorry, sports entertainment, whatever they want to call it, product. And just you know why that it works because they focus on wrestling there. The storylines are not convoluted or dumb. They're just kind of straightforward. We just need to know why this guy's going against this guy or this girl's going against this girl or whatever. Just give us a little bit of a story, but make the match itself the main part of the story. Mm -hmm. That's what you got to do, and that's what NXT does all the time. Mm -hmm. And they can't get that in their heads with the other two shows overall. I mean, SmackDown has been has been better recently than Raw for a while, in my opinion. But mm -hmm. yeah, uh, still, my gosh, just look at that, and you know, less is more. That's, that's the same reason why. 
I hated those Michael Bay Transformer movies because you'd have you take something as awesome as the Transformers from my childhood and you make the designs of the characters so complicated I can't tell where Optimus Prime's head's at. Uh, you've, you've, you've gone too crazy with it. And that's kind of what WWE does with, with Raw, I feel, in its storylines. Yeah, it's to like that fair. one South Park episode with the idea balls. You ever <laughs> yeah. seen that one? Yes, yeah, yeah. And the manatees. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's they can't help themselves. Yeah, it's it's that that you know that that you know street hustler who spent his entire childhood and young adult life making money on three card Monty and stealing jewelry and whatever else. And somebody Brewster's Millions comes up and is like, "We're going to change your life today. You have a talent. We're going to teach you how to be." You know, um, let's say he's a drummer, yeah. like in the movie Drumline, and here he is. He's challenged in the middle of the field of play where decorum is everything, and he can't resist punching the guy in the face when he's shown up. They he can't help it. Vince McMahon cannot help it. He <laughs> he's that ex. It's um, horrible, man. It's every. It's almost like every time he opens his mouth anymore, anytime he puts his hands in anything, it just turns to shit. It just really, that's really. Why does. I have high hopes for the XFL. I think it's <laughs> going to do really well. Oh. It's going to be a great alternative to the NFL. Good lord. I'm hoping it does. I'll tell you why. Because that means old man McMahon will be pulling away from you know more of the creative. Maybe he'll let these guys. I mean, he brought in Bischoff and Heyman because you know he wanted to step away from creative and let them take over. You know, I we know he trusts Triple H and what he's doing with NXT. Um, if if XFL takes off where he has to be present, I'm all for it. I'm I'm so gunning for that to take off just for a chance of getting the old man away from the from the gorilla position. I just want he hate me come back. <laughs> he was so awesome. And the thing is, like, I, I assume on the show, the people listening, they're they're already familiar with what happened. And and they want to hear um, us, the smart marks, go in on it and talk a little bit about it. But I want to talk, like, not recap, but just kind of touch on for half a second. The fact that, you know, we have this match and it's all in red by the way, which violates your pupils and makes you really, really uncomfortable. Uh, It was very hard to follow any action, especially with the camera work where they zoom in and zoom out and all the jostling. And great. So you get to this point where Bray Wyatt breaks out a cartoonishly large mallet. I heard about this dude. I didn't, again, I didn't see, but I, I, when I read that, I literally, and it was a, a, a vocal out loud in the office. Ugh. See, what I could go f- for it if they stuck within the confines of their own rules. Now, Becky and and, and Sasha, they wailed the crap out of each other. It was amazing. It was so like it isn't that I'm into brutality, it's that I'm into commitment and those two yeah. they committed. They were they were so on it and they broke the weapons out first. But here you have a storyline they've been building up for months about this unbeatable demon-possessed crazy human who, you know, teleports all over the place. So why have a cage in the first place? But, um, you know, he comes out and he's this unbeatable monster. That's just scary and defiant. And the fans are all for it. It's like, finally something different, something interesting. This is cool. They didn't break out a single weapon. (laughs) Like, like at all. Yeah. In, in the first few minutes of this match, like if I'm Seth Rollins and it's like, I'm the beast slayer, right? I've proven it. I'm not so sure. I'm going to keep stepping on the unkillable thing before I go get the chairs and ladders and and, right. and, and squash him, 
Um, but here they take, and it's the classic WWE maneuver of introduce a thing and then never bring it back. So this massive mallet that's kind of funny, but also in the hands of Bray Wyatt fits. It makes sense. And then you have Rollins ignores that mallet. He ignores all the other weapons and he goes and does what seven curb stomps because in WWE that's powerful is repeating the same crap over and over uh. and over again. And then piling the ladder on Bray's head, then, oh, and let's add a chair between the two legs of the ladder because that's extra damage. <laughs> and then a toolbox full of wrenches, which was very clearly like the Craftsman 999 kit you can get at um, Lowe's or whatever. And then a sledgehammer. There were five sledgehammers under that ring. I, I paused and counted them. And the ref suddenly grows a heart. Like, just, <laughs> I don't know, out of... Out of you know what orifice that thing sprung, but he's going to stop Seth during a no disqualification yeah. hell in a cell match for introducing the weapon. Triple H made his entire career on. Right. I was and gonna... then when he uses it, calls the match oh. and, 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 and the piece de resistance to me is that if the bell had never rung, okay, if you, if you go edit the bell ringing out of the match, it actually gets kind of interesting because Bray sits up. He does everything you think he's going to do. He chokes him to death. There's fake blood everywhere. That was compelling. That was fun. It's just too bad it happened after the match was called <laughs> in a match where there's no disqualifications. I I agreed with the fans. I wanted a refund. I only <laughs> spent $9.99, but I wanted a refund. Right. <laughs> I wanted the match to restart. I wanted AEW. I, I I thought it was bullshit. Like for the audience to explode over all of that, mm -hmm. that it, it's not your typical WWE fumble. Mm -hmm. This was so far beyond what we're used to in terms of, oh, that sucked. You know, that match wasn't yeah. what I wanted. This is last. I feel like this is lasting damage. Like this thing, there's always time. I mean, think of everything that E has gone through, that everything they've done to the fans. This one just feels like this is going to have reverberating consequences. Um, well, yeah, cancel yeah. cancel WWE Network was was trending last night for twelve hours. Wow, I mean, it, that, that's how bad it was. And 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 good. I like <laughs> when fans voice their displeasure with something that they pay that they pay money for. They, yeah. they really should. Uh, you know, he, great. You know, like you said, uh, you can't just change the rules of your matchup and the, to to accommodate something, right? It, somebody edited Wikipedia. Uh, I think this morning. <laughs> I think I seen Wikipedia. <laughs> Let me find the picture of it. Uh, You're right. I sent it to you guys. Concept of the Hell in a Cell. This uh, I'll read it. The concept of this pay per view is that all the main event matches should be would be fought inside a 24 foot high roofed cell structure or surrounded the surrounding the ring and ringside area in a hell in the cell match. There are no disqualifications. And in parentheses, it says, except when WWE needs to keep that belt on Seth Rollins and has no freaking clue how to book Bray Wyatt or count outs. Also no escape. The only way to win is by pinfall or submission inside the ring. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> compare, compare like, just, just try to be, uh, you know, realistic here. Let's compare this to, uh, to the most famous Hell in a Cell match ever. Mick Foley oh. was literally thrown off the top of the cage, got up, literally got thrown through the cage, legit was beaten up and battered and was unconscious at one point. His tooth came out his freaking nose, and the ref never stopped that match. Nope. 
Not once. Never once. I wanted to ask you Seth this. Seth Rollins dropped some tools on the guy. And we're going to, I guess, like, oh my gosh, we've got to stop this right away. Before. Not, just, not just tools. Like, you had the, the mallet that was four times larger was legal not only 20 minutes ago. Yeah. So you have this teeny tiny, by comparison, hammer comes out and it's like, oh, you can't do that. Not, not you, Seth. No way. And, I mean, you want to talk about lasting damage? Well, first of all, Bray Wyatt's finished. Like, I mean, oh. sort of going somewhere else. Like, this is his third or fourth restart, and the right. How do they? How do they but, bring this back? How do they? How do they even bring back the the fiend? Maybe because he wasn't pinned cleanly. Is that how they're going to try to resurrect this? But in it's my, in my head. You remember? You remember weeks ago when I was saying that uh, I think it's too soon for Bray to have yes. a championship match already. Yes. Uh, this this right here proves to me that they hot booked this thing because of how hot he was, and then they had no idea what to freaking do with him. I have look, I like Seth Rollins. I think he's a really good wrestler, but it's obvious that he's gotten cold. And I mean, even the ratings say so. That when he's on there, the ratings go down. Even with Bray Wyatt, they've gone down. Yeah, he's the new Cena. Yeah, it's so sad. so why why in your brain would you keep the belt on him now? If you're going to nah. book him against the hottest act, you would never do us to Stone Cold. No, you know. Yeah. It's Vince. It was rough. It's dude. Vince. It's, it's rough. It's so hard to watch. And I mean, I, I saw some fan was doing fantasy booking and he mentioned something about like Alistair Black. Okay. So I'm thinking I don't really do fantasy booking. I like I like joking around about stuff or what ifs and stuff. But yeah. for the most part, I just I'm watching the carnival show and I'm enjoying the carnival show and whatever the carnival show has in store for me next week, I enjoy. But it would have at least been interesting to bring Alistair Black, who apparently has studied the occult his whole life and yep. is, you know, uniquely qualified to handle things like a Bray Wyatt. And if you didn't want to belt Bray immediately, but you wanted Seth and Bray to look strong, what if Alistair's there in Seth's corner? They yeah. paired weirder people together, and Alistair's got some weird thing that kind of limits Bray's power, and that's why all the lights are red. Seven seconds of writing, walk the man down the fucking ramp, let him stand there at the corner, and you've explained all of this. But I guess that's too much that a self-published cyberpunk author can fucking write a better storyline <laughs> in seven seconds on a podcast <laughs> than these, you know, millionaire jackoffs in Connecticut. I we've written and I don't get like this, man. Like I never get this hostile about like the last time I was this hostile. Vince Russo had just come out and announced that Hogan would never work in wrestling again. Oh, and that was, remember that, that shit? Was, I watched that live and I was so angry. I left and I quit watching wrestling. Like that was <laughs> literally my last night. I never, I never saw the attitude era live. I never saw any of the bra and panty crap. I never saw Matt Hardy 1.0. Like I was tuned out. I didn't care. And it was punk who kind of brought me back in the fold via ring of honor and some like, you know, like smaller promotion stuff. And I just liked seeing what the guy had to do and it was fun and it was interesting and blah, blah, blah. And I watched him in WWE and he didn't disappoint and I've kind of stuck in there, but I, I definitively as of last night, I can't date this girl ever again. I, it hurts. <laughs> I was debating whether or not I'm watching raw tonight. <laughs> I'll yeah. It's I'll do the recaps. I'll watch. I'll listen to your show next week and hear what happened. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the only it's reason better. Yeah, I feel like the only reason I was going to watch was to see how the hell they even respond to last night. Yeah, it's gonna, open up hot yeah. opener for the first ten minutes of the show. They suck you in. Wait a second. You mean the first twenty five minutes? I saw yeah, somebody. <laughs> I saw somebody say. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but they're saying uh, like tonight you have to. Uh, 
rebook that match and have Bray go over it. But it doesn't fix anything. No. You've already caused the damage. It yeah. fixes nothing. I was going to ask you this, Matt, uh, being uh, having been a professional wrestler f- for a bit there. Um, I get I get hardcore matches. Hardcore matches, you can literally bring, you know, a, a particle board with razor wire stapled to it. Like that's part of the match. But usually when you have Hell in a Cell or no DQ matches and you're going under the the ring, it's it's most of the time you're pulling things that are usually used at at you know, in the arena while setting up. So you'll have chairs, you'll have maybe the toolbox, you'll have, you know, I don't know. Now they have kendo sticks. I don't know why that would ever be under there. But can I ask you, is there really a use for a sledgehammer in putting together the ring or doing any of that work? Well, is there a reason for that to be <laughs> under the ring aside from Triple H? No, I, I can't say I've ever had to use a sledgehammer. Uh, maybe like, maybe like a mini sledge, but not like the full on sledge, like yeah, like they have, you know, setting up the ring. But but yeah, it's it, it's it's such a random weapon. Yeah, it kind of stick to like it's. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I just feel re- like back in the day, back in the day, the stuff they used to pull out was stuff that was used. It was like holy shit, they left it. This stuff's under the ring. They're going to use it as a weapon. Um, yep. but and, and and again, hardcore matches and things like that are are meant. You know, things are brought, foreign objects are brought in on purpose. But when you have a match which is just straight no DQ, and I'm not saying he shouldn't pull this out or a mallet shouldn't come out, but it just gets to a point where it feels a little overboard and ridiculous. We, I mean, how many weapons aside from the thumbtacks and the chair was used during that Undertaker, you know, Mankind match? Right. You know, and I think that was the first time they ever used thumbtacks in WWE. Yeah. So yeah like, like, was, oh. That was a new thing. Let me uh, put think, these under here just in case, yeah. just so I know where I, I left them. <laughs> yeah, I think, the ring. <laughs> yeah, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I think for all that, Chris, we might have, and I love ECW, but for them to blame because they would literally have people bringing stuff from their house. Oh, I guess for, that's true, yeah. Years. Oh, New Jack in that <laughs> trash can. Oh, just, God. <laughs> oh, we love New Jack on this show. How about New oh, Jack in, man. no, the, not really. <laughs> I was going to say, how about New Jack in just a, a legit weapon, a, a blade? Well, I've seen that multiple times. Yeah, insane. <laughs> Mass transit. I mean, you know, like, I mean, he he outright clocked Gypsy Joe upside the head with an aluminum bat, and then years later goes on a podcast is like, nope, not sorry, got away with that one. Uh, like, Jesus. Yeah, he's he's an interesting cat, and I wish I wish it was all kayfabe so I could enjoy it more. But to know right. that there's someone legitimately that deranged that gets to do this, uh, it scares me a, yeah. a little. Yeah, um, a more interesting cat is Ernest Miller. I think we all can agree on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice call. <laughs> I like that. Nice. But I'm sitting here thinking like, you know, the sledgehammer, you just touched on the thing that drives me the most nuts is when you can see the seams and it still falls apart. Right. So yeah. if, you know, Matt, with your experience, you would say, definitively there's very little real reason to have a, a five brand new sledgehammers under a ring <laughs> oh yeah there's a hundred percent there's absolutely no logic that goes i mean so someone with a lowe's card went to the, the store and grabbed five brand new shiny heads black paint never been used handles not even tape no nothing yeah and put five of them there's two guys in the ring five sledgehammers just in case he missed the you know four of them he still had his <laughs> backup fifth one and then he goes in and uses it and that's what ends the match right so to me this was all clearly orchestrated and written (laughs) 
specifically to piss us off. And this is yes. my only point of contention. I don't think Vince McMahon is crazy. I don't think he's an old man. I don't think he's lost touch. I think Vince McMahon is on 4chan. I think he's a troll. <laughs> because there's no other explanation to show an entire match in red filter. That opens oh, your God. It dilates your peoples. It makes you very uncomfortable from a user experience standpoint. Red is a terrible color because it, it, the, the, the way red light works, yeah. it hurts you. Yeah. And he does that for 22 minutes before utterly fucking you in the ass. And he made these guys work in that too. Like these guys had to Usually work to pay for that. And he took two people's careers with him. <sighs> and his response to this is to laugh at the end. <laughs> I, he's it's the trumpiest fucking thing I think I've <laughs> ever seen, and it makes perfect sense. It is just this utter chaos of I own the company. Fuck. Yeah. He straight out came out and was like, week. You're all fired. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the blue meanie his tweet about it this morning? Oh morning? yeah, that was pretty um, funny. Or last night, I'm sorry. And I'll read it for folks. Um Brian Heffron, who is the Blue Meanie, uh, said, it looks like the wrestling world has sworn off watching the WWE again ever until they watch WWE again tomorrow night for Monday Night Raw live on the USA Network, 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. It's That's so me. accurate, though. I mean, is he wrong? I mean, no. remember like how like five years ago, like five years ago when he when uh, everyone was like, oh, we're going to cancel the, the WWE Network because they're not giving Daniel Bryan the push that we all want him to have and this and that. Um, and like, it sucks. It like, I, I wish people would follow through. If they're going to say something, you know, if they're, if they're going to say, I'm not going to watch this, don't watch it. Sh- shit yeah. will change. If you don't watch it, that's just how it works. That's true. You know, attendances, attendances get low. Oh, we're going to bring back Hogan. He's going to boost up attendances. They actually try a little bit, but they're not, they have no reason to try. You pay, everybody plays a, pays a flat nine ninety nine. WWE Network subscription. Uh, they don't have to buy individual pay-per-views anymore. Why do they have to try? They're, they're, yeah. They got you hooked. So like, oh, yeah, sure, this pay-per-view sucked, but we have all these hours and hours of content. You know, it's just like the live the, the live shows, the live, you know, the fans actually attending these venues have to just stop going. Just just stop. Let them have to tarp off, tarp off half the arena I'm, if they have to. Yeah, the guy, under, the, the guy totally understands the human condition, though, because – he knows that, you know, nine times out of 10, there are people who slow down when going by a horrific traffic accident. People want to look. They want to see what's going to happen next or what happened. So, I, you know what? I, I, I see exactly what you mean, Joe, when this guy is, is like, he's not crazy. He's not old. He's not losing it. He knows what he's doing. He knows he's intentionally pissing off literally Four, you know, three quarters of, of the people who have been watching him nonstop now. But what he also knows is that they're going to come back Monday to see what happened. And he's hoping that throughout there, there's something that are going to hook people and keep them around still. He also knows people are going to come back after that to see what's going to happen. And so it, it almost seems like he's doing it on purpose because, in, which brought this up in my mind when you said this, Matt, back in the day, everybody wanted Daniel Bryan to be champ. They wouldn't let it happen so much so it was like people were ready to 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 boycott. 
And then he gave them what they wanted, and it was a WrestleMania feel. And everyone, almost everyone who's a fan will tell you that's probably one of the greatest moments in WrestleMania is when you have that kind of a feeling. So he kind of knows what he's doing in that regard. So do you, I, I, the problem is, is right now I can't see what the end result's supposed to be. What the hell is the point to this? Because what is it you're trying to show us later on that's going to make us feel like, thank God, you know, the wrestling gods have answered our prayers. Yeah, well, that's... That's the hook, line, and sink right there is that you don't know. You, do, you yeah. know, as a yeah. fan, we, they don't want us to predict, be able to predict it. That as a, from a promoter's perspective, he's kind of <laughs> got everybody, you know, that, that it's still hanging around, or maybe that is Arsenal, man. What are they going to do next? Yeah. And they will tune in. And he's, it, it's, it's, you know, rinse, recycle, you know, cycle repeat is, is essentially the formula that he uses and it, he does it effectively. I thought that the best tweet, though, from about last night was this one. It says, hey, WWE, let us know if you need advice on how to craft logical and coherent storylines with satisfying finishes. And that was from Brazers. <laughs> the porn. The, oh, the Brazers. Porn yeah. Uh, but you know what? You know how this is so bad? When I was uh, when I was when I was trying to think what I want to talk about on this show before yesterday, the only thing that I was really kind of annoyed with was SmackDown and uh, Kofi Kingston. Like he didn't even get like he didn't even. Like that was ridiculous. Like you know, I thought I'd be the most mad about that. Let the man at least have a match. <laughs> that wasn't a match. You know, it was eight seconds and he was done. Um, just so they could get. And I'm not an MMA guy, so like all all the MMA stuff, I could honestly care less. It didn't matter to me at all. So I was really disappointed with SmackDown personally, from uh, a fan standpoint, from the stuff that I'm into. I just don't care about MMA. I know it's a lot of people love it, but it's just not for me. Uh, so I thought I'd be the most mad about that. And then they went and outdid themselves and, and did this. <laughs> Yeah, hold my I have, beer. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Does like does anyone on this call know anyone who is legitimately rich? Not not wealthy, but like no, be, like seven figures, eight figures rich. No, can't say I do. All right, I have the unfortunate connection to several in Silicon Valley, and it, it do, has done me no good. They're sociopaths, and that's kind of my point <laughs> is that. When you start dealing with people who make their money on other people, whether it be software people looking at users or people looking at ratings or whatever, and they're just, you know, Vince is not on Twitter. Vince is not on Squared Circle. Vince is not going to these events and meeting fans. No, Vince is a television producer who happens to work in wrestling. And he is only going to respond. The only thing he gives a shit about is the bottom line. And Mm -hmm. here's where we're all screwed because back in the day you could say, well, I'm going to quit watching and ratings are going to go down. That might, that might throw a dart at his ego now and again, but he's got four years of guaranteed Mm -hmm. $1 billion a year from Fox. He's done. He don't give a shit. He doesn't care. (laughs) Like at this point, ratings are irrelevant. Yeah, I mean that's a good point too. And aside from that, the the Saudis throwing tons yep. and tons of money at him for the Crown Jewel pay per views, uh, just like stupid amounts of money. He doesn't have to do jack shit. Uh, just keeps going through the motions. You know, that's it's a great point. It's crazy. Um, I mean, I think we're all in unanimous uh, agreement here that last night was probably the shittiest of the shit, and many of us are swearing them off for good who knows we might come you know it might be that girlfriend that comes back around when you're feeling a little lonely at night and you're like you know what eh, 
eh, I'll give it a shot one more time. But exactly. honestly, honestly, really hot chick <laughs> in a black and gold dress. Yes, I was about. I was, I was just about to say the the great thing is is you were at the bar the other night and you met somebody that was so amazing that that shitty girl no longer looks so good anymore. Or it's, guy, <laughs> or guy. Yeah. Speaking from yeah, and I agree. Thank you very much for bringing Johnny for bringing that up because I don't want to always ping back like women and yeah, and yeah. girls like I'm objectifying. I'm merely speaking from my own yes. period interest when it comes to. The things I like. And one thing that, that, you know, I'll say as a storyteller, I have a small story I can share with you. If you guys are interested in hearing it, I'll I'll try and keep it quick. Um, Have you ever heard the parable of the scorpion and the frog? Oh, yes. yes. I kept thinking about that during this whole time we've been talking. Yeah. And I'll, I'll paraphrase quickly for anyone not familiar. There's an old story. Uh, parables are stories about you know animals and nature that kind of tell a, a, a very important lesson. And one day there's this scorpion that wants to cross a river, and a frog hoppins, hops, hoppins, I like it, hoppins in front of him. And he's like, "Oh wait, oh shit, you're a scorpion. I don't like that." And he goes, "No, no, 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 man. Listen, I got a deal. I want a broker. You get me across this river, and not only won't." I sting you, but I'll tell all my scorpion friends to leave you alone. I don't know about the other frogs, but you, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tell them to leave you alone. He's like, no freaking way, man. We're going to get in the middle of that water. You're going to sting me. And he's like, why would I do that? That's not in my self-interest. That does not service me in the slightest. I need to get across the river. I don't want to die in the middle of the river. Why would I sting you? That's dumb. And the frog thinks about it for a minute. He's like, Hmm, scorpion promises all this stuff he's he he clearly isn't going to sting me because i'll die but he'll die too and if i get him across the river maybe i'll never be stung again so he says all right dude hop on the back and so he starts swimming across the river and they're about halfway through when the scorpion just goes poink and stings him right in the back (laughs) and the frog starts to go paralyzed but before he does uh he asks scorpion why now we're both gonna die and he says i i'm a scorpion it's what i do and that to me is Vince. Yeah. Vince is an old school wrestling promoter, a billionaire mm-hmm. uh, who should be a trillionaire. And you know why he's not a trillionaire? Let me tell you. Anyway, um, I'm not going <laughs> to see punk it, but um, he's Vince and he's going to be Vince until Vince is gone. And that's just the deal. So for me, and I'm, I'm just saying it publicly that I'm done with WWE programming until Vince McMahon is no longer in charge or alive. I might give it another chance, but for as long as I know that this particular bad girlfriend is seriously addicted to meth (laughs) and that meth is sexier than me, I just got to stay away. It hurts. And I'm going to write a lot of poetry and maybe a couple of good songs about it, but this particular babe ain't good for me anymore. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, Johnny? You tuning in tonight? I'll be honest. I'm going to at least look at the, uh, the results afterwards just to see just out of morbid curiosity. Yeah. Uh, just cause I have to know, I have to know how they think they could possibly <laughs> fight their way out from what they, what they've done to themselves. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if I feel the need and I've already kind of been like this anyway, you know, wrestling always comes and goes in waves, the uh, popularity of it at least. And, uh, right now we're very lucky that we actually have something else we can watch. Yeah. Uh, so that really helps a lot. Um, so I'm not low on wrestling right now. I'm actually feeling pretty high on it. Yeah. And if you've got high spots network, there's even more. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but I think just what is 
soul crushing for me is they truly have a lot of really good talent there. I mean, they honestly do. They got a lot of wrestlers that I really like that I really enjoy and I don't need them all to be world champions or anything, but just give them a storyline that just is logical, makes sense. And is simple. That's all you got to do. Yeah. It's not that hard and let them be wrestlers. Cause that's who they are. That's what they do. That's their craft. That's their art. These are artists. Let them, let them paint. And I, I don't know. No. I just don't know. It's, it is heart crushing. I get, I get what just saying. I understand being that, uh, being that hurt by it. Cause in a way I am too, but, I also, I've always known in the back of my mind, this is WWE and they've done this so many times before. So when I first saw what had happened, I was obviously mad because I'm a Bray Wyatt fan first and foremost. But then after like a minute, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, what did I expect? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Kanye record, man. Yeah. Like it's, oh, there so, you go. So Kanye West, he, he upset me back in the day and I was like, yeah, no, no more Kanye. He's a genius, but I can't. I can't watch this happen. I can't promote this. And then sick twisted dark fantasy dropped. And I was like, okay, the guy is nuts. And also this is one of the best records that has ever been recorded. (laughs) I will, I will go to my grave thinking that it still is, but there's, there's certain things, there's certain crazies you can kind of let go of. And then there's wearing a Confederate flag and a MAGA hat as a, as a, as a, a, intended or unintended mouthpiece and figurehead of an entire community who have been subjugated their most of their lives you you don't really win any favors by going and wearing the, the the symbols of of oppression like that there's a certain amount of crazy that you have to go i can't be here for this anymore and you have to go i i away from it for your own sanity it isn't even what will they do next and it isn't even punishing them anymore like at a certain yeah. point it's not even about, I'm going to show you, I'm going to quit watching because, okay, cool. Someone else might take my place. There's a line you have to draw in the sand that says, I'm choosing me first. And yeah. as silly as it sounds, this is pro wrestling. Yeah, we're all on the same page. This, the WWE, I don't need to show anyone on the doll where they hurt me. I fucking get what the show <laughs> is. But I do have to say, in the modern times, entertainment that takes me away from despair or anger or aggravation or feeling futile and frustrated is rare and it's getting rarer with the internet and pro wrestling is that for me like it's it's the thing i get to watch as a fan like i'm not in an industry i don't know any well i know matt now um (laughs) but i don't know people you know like in the industry i'm not like mixing and shaking all this i'm a fan yeah and i love it i love it purely and honestly and i'm also a 42 year old man with more years behind me than I have ahead of me. So the things I choose to spend my time on, yeah, you know, those are big decisions. And if I choose to spend my time on something that actively looks at me and says, no, we're going to put this in all red. And then we're going to disqualify a man for using a tool we put there on purpose for him inside the rules. Fuck you. Hmm. Um, Hmm. (laughs) No, I get you. I can't watch it. I feel you, dude. I totally feel you. And I get where you're coming from. And I know there's a lot of people that feel that way. For myself, I think for the moment, I'm still going to devote the same amount of time as I do to Raw uh, and SmackDown You know, in the next week or so, which is basically I usually DVR it. I don't really watch. I'll fast forward. And if there's some, you know, something that looks like it's interesting, I'll hit, you know, I'll hit play and just kind of let it play out for a moment. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably going to check it out tonight just to see what they're going to do, what they're going to say to try to make this OK. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of it's going to be fast forwarded as always. But I'm, I'm almost where you're at, where you're at, Joe. I'm almost at a point where 
it's uh you know i'm ready to call it quits i think i'd I'd be good not watching any wwe for for a little bit and maybe coming back later going who are these new guys what's going on with this old how's my old girlfriend looking now i have a question for especially for johnny but also for you and matt and you chris if this is not the line what would be Hmm. you mean what would make me stop watching it yeah 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 They've already done so many things that if I was going to quit, I would have already. There's no line anymore. So <laughs> I, I just, I've got to the point where I just love wrestling and every once in a while they'll do something great. So I, I choose to focus on the positives instead of just those negatives, because if I just chose those negatives, then I would just hate wrestling and I don't want to hate wrestling, something I've always loved. So uh, <laughs> I, I am choosing to look on the positives. They still did like the, the, uh, Women's Hell in a Cell match last night was fantastic. Yeah, that's a, that's a positive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's other matches on that show that were actually really good. That's a positive. So there were there's still some good things. It's just like I totally understand yours and a lot of other people's feelings towards something that ended so terrible that it just puts a terrible taste in your mouth. Uh, it's it's sort of like uh, getting uh, getting a a a, a, a a burger from McDonald's that has their their brand of of onions on it because those onions just stay in your mouth for for like what feels like days and you can't get that taste out so i get it i truly do but at the end of the day i just love pro wrestling i always will yeah and if they have something if they have a character even if i know they're going to screw that character up i'm going to at least try to enjoy some of the moments (laughs) matt when was your line because i know you don't watch it as much anymore no, I've actually been very jaded towards pro wrestling for a long time um, overall. And honestly, I only devoutly like pay attention. WrestleMania season, I, I guess, is the, the best way to, to describe it. Um, that, that That's really it. That's really when I feel the magic. That's when I feel like people are actually putting forth an effort that are writing storylines. The, the drama is good. There's good payoffs, essentially. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a legit good hook for it. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the rest of the year, I, I feel like they don't even try. I, I, I really don't. And I, I hate it. I understand. Like I miss, I miss, you know, being involved in it for five, like doing it for five years, still doing, you know, commentary to this day, just, you know, just to be around friends. You know, I miss, I miss Johnny's like optimism. I really do uh, towards pro wrestling. <laughs> I really, really do. Uh, I just don't have it anymore. Yeah, I, I, I really don't. I man. feel like it's it's lost its luster for me. You know, I used to be super into it like years ago. Like, you know, when the when I seen my first like first you know talent draft, uh, I think it was like oh four, and I was like, oh man, I'm Team SmackDown. We got this guy. We got this guy. And then I'm just like, oh, what like I like what is this? Why? No. Um, yeah, it, it's really just. I mean. I can follow along. I can read dirt sheet reports all day. I can see highlights and that's enough for me, but I can't, I'm a busy guy. I can't devote as much, you know, time towards the television for these shows, uh, as, as you know, a lot of other people can, I just can't. Right. And so. when, yeah, and that's the point, I guess, right. When you have finite amount of time, you're going to put it towards more quality than the stuff like Joe is saying that ends up pissing you off. Like you want to be able to go to this stuff as escapism. Sometimes, you know, the world's shitty enough sometimes as it is that we want to be able to go to comics, TV shows, movies, wrestling and escape and have a good time. And maybe even there will be times that, you know, riles you up a little bit, but it's part of the fun and part of the show. 
So you're enjoying it in the escapism. But when you get to a point where like what Joe's saying, you know, it's starting to make you literally unhappy and pissing you off and to a point where you don't like it, you know, you got to know that's the line and, and you're done. And, and I feel like for me, it's coming because it was for a while there where I was watching every, you know, every hour, every show, every, you know, three hours raw, two hours SmackDown, one hour NXT, just watching it nonstop. Uh, and then I started, I, I would say, Maybe earlier this year, it started to go where I'd watch a little bit, then fast forward and just kind of watch the match on, you know, 32 times fast forward speed uh, and then hit play when something looks like, oh, let me see what this was or who was this that just ran out kind of a thing. But yeah, I don't I can't see myself watching. I think tonight I'll be putting it on just again to see what happened. Maybe some fast forwarding. But and aside from checking out SmackDown, um, you know, again on Friday and just seeing if they're going to do anything, you know, better with that. I can't see myself coming back to E for a while. I feel like I'm going to be taking a break at some point here very soon. I respect that, man. I, I really respect Johnny, your your view that it's like, look, the, the line is not there. It, it's you're, you're kind of spectating either way. And I, I guess there's like a an entertainment that can be derived from, Oh God, how bad can it be this week? Yeah. Um, and, and through that lens, it's just entertainment. I a hundred percent appreciate that, man. And I think it's a very personal thing. I can't, I cannot in any way disagree with you or even try to sway you to, to my side. Cause I don't think it, it's the same thing as like, you know, someone screaming, you shouldn't shop at Best Buy. Well, yeah. you shouldn't shop at Best Buy clearly because you don't like them, but <laughs> I don't really care. Um, right. You know, the only vote you ever really have is with your own wallet and your own time. So I, I respect that, man. You know, the, the one thing I will say is that, like, you know, when you DVR it, it counts Nielsen. You know, when yeah. you stream it, it counts Nielsen. Any Anywhere it can be logged, just – you know, if the decision is I don't want to support the company, yep. then I would say, yeah, abstinence is your best bet. Yep. If, if your decision is, you know, well, I don't like what they're doing, but I'm going to keep watching because it's not that big a deal. You know, it's just it's just, you know, I love pro wrestling as an entity. And while these guys over here are fumbling with it, maybe it serves as an excellent contrast to these guys over here who are doing more what I like. And I'm not going to name a brand on either side. This someone's choice you know it's, yeah. it's what you like but for me i guess um i'm incapable of not caring <laughs> like like i don't have it in me to not give a shit right I, like to for me to not give a shit i have to choose to just not pay attention and yeah, then, i care too much That's my yeah faults. yeah i it's 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 a really hard thing for me to like my attention and my passion are linked i can't help it and i can 100% live and let live just whoever it is just please go do your thing be awesome make billions of dollars that's great just don't cross my path on purpose because then I'm going to pee on your shoes because that's yeah. just not cool um, and with the WWE I feel like okay cool yeah, I have options I can go elsewhere I can I, I did the same thing with Crown Jewel mm-hmm. you know oh, like yeah. when 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 Kasagi happened I don't want to drag this whole thing down into the mud when that whole thing happened um, I boycotted WWE for a while mm-hmm. and then they made some overtures and some tones that said hey look we we recognize this was contentious and weird we're sorry we don't support that yeah, um, yeah and I gave him another chance and then they disqualified Bray Wyatt or, or <laughs> Seth Rollins for using a sledgehammer that they put there that's just a line too far man you can murder journalists <laughs> All right, dissolve their yeah. body in acid. You can fund regimes, you know, across the country. But you, you bury your own rules in a hell yeah. in a cell match. I'm done. I'm done with you. 
Well, I'll tell you what, man. Again, we we said this a little earlier. Vince does know what he's doing. I don't think anybody has really been talking about the E as much as they have in the past 12 to 14 hours. Um, you know, we're definitely not the first podcast that's going to be addressing this in Helen Azell. Helen Azell, we're not the only ones. I mean, you go, Twitter, it's what, like trending headlines. I mean, it's all over the place. You put uh, Google News, it's on it's headlines. Fans left fuming after Helen Azell. Uh, so we know him, man. He's, he's the carnival barker. He's the businessman. He knows that, you know, even bad press is good press. So the guy knows what he's doing, why he's doing it. Again, it's not clear. It won't be clear until later on, unless it's just straight up a fuck you to uh, to wrestling saying, "Hey, I still own the power, and I don't care what you guys think." So um, I don't know. Those are good. That's really good points. That you know, PT Barnum very famously said, "There's no such thing as bad press." Exactly. I prefer sticky fingers from the band <laughs> Onyx. Onyx. Uh, when he said, "Say what the fuck you want to say, just spell my name right." Oh, true. And it's it's a hundred percent right. Like it, ratings through the roof or not? Like who cares about Nielsen in twenty nineteen? You know what matters? Twitter. Twitter yeah. matters. Twitter. Yeah. Twitter puts a president in the office. Twitter. You know, Twitter, Twitter. Twitter makes the changes, man. They put the stuff out there, and will and and you literally see programming change based on the way people are reacting to things. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see where they go with this. I like to quote Sticky Fingers uh, in the other way. I've always liked when he said slam. Let the boys be boys. Do you guys have anything else you guys want to say? Last thoughts before we round it up and head out of here? No, I think I'm good. Joe, before I am also good. Joe, fantastic. (laughs) Joe, before we head out, uh, why don't you plug stuff? Let people know where they can find your stuff because we didn't really get into introducing some of the stuff you're into and what it is you do. Uh, and for me, it's, it's pretty freaking awesome, dude. You write cyberpunk, uh, you know, you've got quite a knowledge of Akira and for a while there, you, what was the, what's the deal? You, you had the biggest collection ever or what was it? I, I did, yeah, and I want to. I want to say before we get into me, because I definitely think this is where people should stop playing the podcast. Um, is <laughs> the me part because it's pretty boring. Um, I want to say the best thing that could have possibly happened out of Hell in the Cell is that it finally motivated us to do this. I had a blast. This oh was hell yeah! So much fun. Thank you very much for having me on. This was this was a really good time. I don't get the chance to mark out over wrestling in in like most social circles so to just have an you know an hour and some time to just talk oh so much fun oh heck yeah um, i'll have you back in the future dude tell people who you are and what you do um i am a cyberpunk writer i i write a novel series called marlo kana uh in a previous life i was a blogger and an author and i did some other stuff um and then i ran for uh, 10 years the art of akira exhibit which was a traveling exhibit of the original cells and backgrounds from the movie akira uh very recently i donated that entire collection to the academy of motion picture arts and sciences which is the oscars um that is not a press release worthy you know public thing just yet but it is it's it's done the papers are signed That's pretty so, sweet dude. and they picked up all the art so now the oscars own the world's largest collection of Akira art. And that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and other than that, man, I hang out with my dogs and my cats. I watch a lot of pro wrestling and, um, every so often I, I sigh, uh, (laughs) disappointment at the entire human race and, um, their silly, silly decisions. 
Um, but yeah, aside from, and, and I used to do CrossFit. I don't anymore, and you know that because I haven't brought it up yet. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's me. That's that's pretty much the Joe experience right there. Awesome, Joe. Thanks so much for joining us, man. We had a great time, and and I think I speak for the other guys saying that you're more than welcome to come back in the future. Uh, definitely not WWE talk, but I'm sure AEW is going to be putting on a lot of great stuff coming up here in the future. Um, other I'm than that, so stoked. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, other than that, uh, once again, guys, thanks so much for listening to another week of Harley Kayfabe. For Joe Peacock, for Matt Johnson, for Johnny Townsend, this is Chris Chavez. I think uh, I can tell you all we're ending this much better than Hell in a Cell. Let's take it home, boys. Oh,